You're listening to All Things Video, the podcast dedicated to uncovering the past and charting the future of the online video ecosystem. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and today's guest is Ivy Wong, founder and CEO of VS Media. Ivy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello, all. Yeah, nice to chat with you. I'm excited to dig a little bit more into your background. So I thought we'd start off just by, you know, understanding how you got your start in media and entertainment. Ah, wow. Um, yeah, that's a long story. Um, I actually um, used to work for Yahoo like, um, in the back old days. So um, I'm running the Asia Pacific um, sales organization. So I've been there for a um, few years, and then I joined um, TVB and Next Media, two of the major Chinese language um, media company, um, to help them to do like media transformations. So then I basically like moving from um, a digital company to a TV broadcaster to a print company. So like people always feel like why this lady is like moving all the way backward rather than like <laughs> going forward. So like um, there was an article saying that like I basically commit um, career suicide by doing say backward. So yeah. um, but then because like I'm doing um, the digital transformation there. So um, I get a chance to understand now uh, what exactly like um, the TV broadcasts are doing or the print publications are doing. So um, in that few years, um, I have like a very comfy, comprehensive knowledge on, of like what the media company are doing. So um, in 2014, I basically just feel um, it's time for me to set up my own company. So then, then I set up um, BS Media with a mission that like, we want to build a media company by millennial for millennial. So we want that this um, it is it, a media company that that create by individual creator. So we're focusing on um, doing lifestyle content in the major category like travel, music, fitness, cooking, like all the things that like um, they can have a better life. So um, we have been working with like over a thousand creators so far. Amazing. And um, globally, we have like around 200 million fan base. Incredible. So it, it's actually like we're building it like step by step. But then like, it seems that like um, um, we actually going much faster for the last six months um, during the COVID. Um, so um, we are actually quite proud of the media network that we have been building. And um, commercially, um, we're adding more like a content marketing and influencer marketing agency, mm-hmm. helping um, the brands and company to link with creator using content storytelling to sell their products, their company story, and then um, help the company um, to lead into conversional transaction. So that's how we make money and then how we make sure that like, we can help our creator to monetize as well. So um, that's what we have been doing for the last seven years. Fantastic. And what was the original inspiration? What uh, drew you into the creator landscape and said, I want to help these influencers build flourishing careers? Um, that's a very good question. So, um, so when I was like uh, with the media um, TV broadcasters, so we, we, we see like every media broadcaster spending a lot of effort and resources to reach out to the millennial because like they knew they knew that like the millennials are not watching TV or like reading newspaper anymore, so they trying really hard to get them back. But then like what I'm looking at is like um, the individual YouTuber, so they just create like very casual, simple video, and then they post it on YouTube, they post it on Instagram, they post it on uh, Facebook, and then they can basically get their fan base, and then they can communicate with the millennial, and then they can make a living out of it. 
So then that's really inspiring. That's like the whole world is changing. It's like not the big guy chasing like the millennial. It's actually the millennial from ground up creating the content they like. And then they communicate with their own fan base and audience. So that's where I feel that's a generation of sales media, self media, like individual creator create their own content, and then people starting to love it. So then I feel like that may be something that I really want to do. And then by working with teenager, it made me feel younger. And then like that's where I feel like it's it's it it sounds like a good business that I want to get into. Yeah. Had you always considered yourself an entrepreneur or, uh, you know, what was, what was it like being a first time founder? Um, it's actually really tough. Like, especially for like entrepreneur like me that I start from, um, very big corporations like Yahoo. And then it's like all the major broadcasts. I get a lot of resources and then like my name card go out, sell something. But then when I set up my own company with my name card, people like say like, you are the nobodies, like who are you? And then it's like, life suddenly is like getting more like um, from heaven to hell. And nobody's like what you're doing. And then you talk about passion. And then they will say like, where's the money um, coming from? It's actually quite hard, particularly um, for me coming from a big corporation to be like individual entrepreneur. Um, but then the fun part is like, I've been able to achieve something that from ground up in a big corporation, you always like do a tiny bit of it. And then you have to be really specialist in that area. You cannot like looking at the full picture and then you cannot create your own stuff. So then being an entrepreneur, um, you get, you always get into a fighting mode. Like you have been fight for almost everything. Fight for resources, fight for reputation, fight for this and that. Um, it's very tiring, but it's very achieving too. So I still love it so far. Very good. Now you're based in Hong Kong, but you mentioned you're supporting creators globally. What are some of the mm -hmm. key platforms that you see as really important for creators today? I think like um, what we do is a bit unique. So um, we basically um, helping like Chinese creator from mainland to expand overseas. Hmm. So like in China, they may be using Douyin, but then it's, like we have to help them to use TikTok and YouTube yeah, and uh, sure. Facebook. And then we also have things like um, global creator to get into China. Hmm. So when they get into China, there's no YouTube, no Facebook, no nothing. Sure. So yeah. they have to get into like Weibo, QQ, uh, Tencent, Alibaba platforms, like Taobao platform. So all the platforms are so different. Mm -hmm. And then it's like um, the brand rules and regulations are all, all very different as well. So right now we have been working with like over 25 platforms in um, China and outside wow. of China. Wow, one of the you know, key themes of uh, All That Matters is kind of bridging the gap between East and West, helping Western companies do business in Asia and, and vice versa, right? Bringing companies, and obviously you have a lot of experience with that, both in mainland China and through the rest of APAC, but also you know, to the Western world. What advice mm -hmm. do you have, what recommendations do you have for businesses to establish strong partnerships? Yeah, I, I, I still feel like uh, many Western companies want to get into China. China is a very big market. And then it's like, um, you see like after COVID, um, the rebounds weight is really high. So um, it's like people seem to be get back to normal, they keep spending. And, um, but then um, I think one thing that I see um, is a bit sensitive starting from last year is, um, um, is the US-China trade war. Mm -hmm. 
So it's a lot of fighting there. It's a lot of like new regulations. It makes the Chinese people suddenly become more uh, patriotic. So then they, they, they now wanting to support uh, more of the local production or the local products. And then they, 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 they kind of like feel that it's like, I'm Chinese, I have to use like my own stuff rather than just rely on the outside. So that makes a very sensitive relationship right now for the Western company to get in. But however, um, Chinese people still have like a desire and fancy about Western culture. And then underneath, they still feel like product uh, made outside of China is a better quality content. So they still tracing those. So for the Western company to get into China right now, need to be a bit more sensitive to the patriotic um, elements. And then they need to be like more localized. They need to more resonate with the, with the Chinese people, like the culture um, or what they are talking about. So you have to become a local international brand in order to get in. I think like um, it, it, it's more about like, it's more storytelling. And it's more about like how you resonate with the people, engaging with them or communicate with them. So it may be a bit tougher than before, but still good. Awesome. Well, I want to switch gears and ask you a few uh, rapid fire questions before we close things <laughs> out. One question I love to ask people is, you know, what advice would you give to your 18 year old self? Ah, wow. This is a very tough questions. I think I would say like, be real, be true to yourself. Um, we are in a world that's like we always looking at superhero movie. So I'm in the media industry. So like you always want to be a superhero. But now like after COVID, you, you see people getting to be more real. They look inside and say like, who am I, who I really are? And then what exactly is my passion? So rather than, um, rather than um, treating yourself as someone else, treat yourself as yourself, like be true to yourself. I think that's my advice to myself. Great, that's great. Um, what's coming next? Do you have any predictions for media and entertainment heading into 2021? I think that is a very exciting time for us because I, I do believe the media industry is getting more fermented. Like um, people are actually going into more niche content. Mm. So when you look into um, the global internet traffic report um, during COVID, um, you, YouTube basically lead the way. So they contribute 15% of the global internet traffic. And then next is Netflix and then TikTok. So people actually going to like, people actually starting to um, watch content that they directly have passion or interest with, and then they want to resonate and engage with the, the creator. So rather than going to like um, the mega production stuff, they want to like um, looking at more niche content that they really truly love. So I feel the media industry will be getting more fermented and then it will be getting into more niche. Um, and that's a good timing for us. It's a golden yeah. time for us. <laughs> Great. Yeah, if, if the internet has done anything, it's made niche content accessible to audiences everywhere, right? Uh, making it possible to, to build audiences for formats or types of content that never would have existed in traditional broadcast or print, right? You think about like unboxing videos or slime, yeah. all these phenomenons that just, you would never see a TV executive approve that as a pilot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, true. Yeah. 
Um, one of the questions I'd love to ask entrepreneurs, because I find that, you know, your brain just works in a way that you're constantly thinking about the next business or the next innovation and, and how to do things just a little bit better. So if you were starting a, a new business in the digital media space today, what would you do? Um, I think I would really focusing on doing social e-commerce. Hmm. So, um, so I do see like um, moving forward, like people buy stuff based on the story behind the products. Hmm. So they want storytelling. So um, we used to be separated, like content is content, products is products, and then so like, you do things differently. But it's like for the last few months, I do see like people are looking for non-brand name products they want to go back to like local products they want to see like um, what is um, the theme or what is um, the mission behind our products that they want to buy so um, with like all the all the young creators that we have been working on they all have a passion like cooking so they will say this is the ingredients they insist to use and uh, for the audience when they see that they want to buy it right away so um, when the market um, when the economy is getting worse, so um, brands cannot spend um, huge branding budgets. So that may be a way that like, we're using the individual creator to create content and which can sell products. So that is the social e-commerce or the content e-commerce areas that I really want to get into. Fantastic. Yeah, I think uh, social e-commerce is a huge opportunity. Uh, you know, China and the rest of Asia is perhaps years ahead of where we are in the US. It seems like you mm -hmm. know, there's a lot yeah. more e-commerce activity happening on platforms like WeChat and then a lot of the, the native like social platforms in, in China and across um, Asia Pacific. So very keen to see what happens in that space going forward. And, and I think that's an awesome suggestion. Yeah, yeah. And I'm excited too. So I really want to get into it really fast. There we go. Well, Ivy, this has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing some insight into your journey as an entrepreneur and, and you know how things have changed in the business over uh, the past years. And uh, great to just get some insights on, on what the business looks like going forward. So thanks again for coming on the show. Cool. Thank you for your time. And stay healthy and stay super happy during this crazy time. Yes, yeah, same to you. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for tuning in. I'm James Creech, and this has been another edition of All Things Video. If you like what you hear, we hope you'll share and subscribe for new episodes. See you next time.